What's up, everybody? I hope everyone's having a great day, and thank you for tuning in to a new episode of The Sports Raid. Before we get started, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about one of our sponsors, BLK Water. BLK Water is a fulvic mineral water with a great amount of electrolytes, antioxidants, a high pH plus level, and is all natural. It comes in amazing different flavors and has amazing health benefits. So if you want black water and amazing flavors, just go over to blkwater.com and use code BLKRAID for 20% off any purchase. Thank you guys and enjoy. Could not be happier to say this. I could not be happier. But the Philadelphia Eagles are back in the playoffs. Oh my God, I was so happy. When Rodney McLeod picked that off was when it hit me. Like we're all things are pointing to us going to the playoffs. San Francisco got the job done for us. Green Bay helped us out. And now we don't even need to worry about this game against Dallas on Saturday because we are going back to the playoffs and we are back with episode 19 of the Sports Trade. I'm Cole Thompson here, your host. You two people. Sorry, um, you have not seen an episode in two weeks. Um, one, I took Christmas week off, spent time with my family and friends. No business, all just spending time. Good to have a break like that. Number two, the New Year's New Year's Eve episode refused to upload to YouTube. If you want to listen to that, it is on any uh, way you can listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything other than YouTube. But we are back with another YouTube episode and just another episode in general. And it's great. One week left of the regular season. So much to go over. There's so much that could happen. I'm going to run through just some of these playoff scenarios. All right, we're going to get right into it. We're going to start off with my picks. We're going to go Kansas City. Denver starts it off. Listen, Kansas City has been they they were good. They were good for a lot. They started off what three and four, one eight straight. Lost Cincinnati, who looked amazing. Jamar Chase went off, but I do think that they get the job done against Denver. Denver really is nothing to play for. They they kind of do. Since or uh, Kansas City, that kind of does. I, I said since I meant Kansas City. The other Saturday game, Eagles Cowboys. I'm gonna say the Cowboys. I really don't see the Eagles winning. I don't really care either. It does not matter. There's real, there's no realistic scenario where we play anybody other than the Bucks. I mean, it could happen, but Carolina has to beat the Bucks for us to have a to, for us to have a shot of playing LA or San Fran or LA or Arizona. Not going to happen. Bucks are. Um, I'll just get to that game. Bucks are going to beat the Panthers. We're going to play the Bucks more than like. I really don't see a scenario where we don't play the Bucks. Yeah, I'd really. Don't see. I mean, I guess. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Okay, we'll just get to the scenarios later. But we'll go Bucks over the Panthers. Then we have the Ravens Steelers. Winner is going to have a slim shot of making the playoffs. Loser goes home. Ravens have been struggling. The late the Ravens have lost what now? Five in a row. They're going to lose six in a row. And the Steelers are going to win and keep Ben Big Ben's miracle season. Miracle shot of making the playoffs one more time. His last ride will stay alive. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Cincinnati is going to run through him. Cincinnati is not going to lose to Cleveland after beating Kansas City. No way, no how. Next up, Packers, Lions. Give me the Green Bay Packers. Um, well, I really don't see, even if they bench their starters. Lions got their two wins for the year. I mean, they're just better than they've just been. The Lions also have not won a road game all year, and they're not going to this week. 
Tennessee, Houston. Give me the Titans. I think the Titans lock up the one seed. I think Tennessee gets the one seed, and they're going to get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. That is scary. That is a scary, scary thing to think about. Colts, Jags, Colts win. They clinch and eliminate the Steelers and the Ravens, and I think they do do that, and the Colts are going to go back to the postseason again. Oh, they scared me when they lost the when they lost the uh, I guess it's Las Vegas now. I was I'm scared for them. I really they were hot. They were cooking, and they big L there. Vikings, Bears. Give me the Bears. The Vikings are scrubs. The Vikings are just bad. Like I don't. They're just so. It's they're coaching. They're so poorly coached that no matter how much talent they have, it will not outweigh how poorly they're coached. They're gonna end up tied with the Bears in record too. And the Bears defense has been a top five defense this year. Washington Giants, nobody cares. Washington wins. Saints, Falcons. Saints are going to win. Keep their slim playoff hopes alive. But if they win, it's a lot more than slim. Buffalo, the Jets. Bills are not going to lose the division to the Jets. Dolphins, Patriots. This is another one. I was really hoping the Dolphins could have found a way in the playoffs. But uh, that Patriot... They can't get they couldn't get it done. Really have nothing to play for. Pats win. Already said the Bucks win. Cardinals, Seattle. Give me the give me the Cardinals. The Cardinals are an interesting spot here. I think the Cardinals just they have something to play for. They're the only team with a top five defense and a top five offense. San Francisco, LA. I'm gonna go LA. I'm gonna say the LA Rams win, which mean that the New Orleans Saints will be the seventh seed and make the postseason. And San Francisco will miss it. I, w- I want to see San Francisco win just because they helped us out. So I'd like to see them get in the play- playoffs, but I'm picking who I think will win. Chargers, Raiders. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Chargers have a top five offense. Their defense has struggled, but I think that they're just, trust me, after all the Raiders have been through this year, it would be cool to see them make the playoffs. I just think the Chargers win. I just think the Chargers are overall a better team. Now, here's what I would like to do. I'm going to do, I'm going to share my screen if I figure out how to do that. Um, or don't. Screen. Yeah. I'm going to record my screen once I get it popped up. And we're just going to go over some of the potential scenarios that we could run into this weekend. Oh, there it is. Um, there we go. Okay. What? Oh, no. Never mind. We're not sharing my screen. Once make me pay for it. No, I'm not paying for it. So I'll just talk about the scenarios then. I'll just talk, or actually... There we go. Or is it still recording? I think so. Yep, it's still recording. All right, we're good. All right. So, yeah, you're hiding. We're not seeing my face. Um, so, here are the scenarios. Here's what we're looking at. These were my predictions. 
let's go over through some of the scenarios. So let's say the Eagles win. In this scenario, after everything that happened, the Eagles win, they would still be the sixth seed and they would play the Bucs. All right. So the Eagles lose. Let's say the 49ers win. The Eagles would still play the Bucs. But if the Saints lose and the Rams win, the Rams will be the two and the Eagles will play. That's what I'm saying. Like for Atlanta and the Rams to win, like it's just a lot that I don't see happening. But if the Panthers win, and we'll say San Francisco wins and Seattle wins. Then the Cowboys go up to the two. (laughs) This is just fun to play with. Cowboys go up to the two there. So we'll go back. We'll reset back to what I think. Biggest one for me that I would, and I'm really interested to see. So basically if the Bucs win, the Falcons would also have to win for us to not, if the Bucs lose, LA would, uh, San Francisco would have to win for us to be able to not play the Bucs. So there's a chance, but let's go back to once again, what I think happens. That's what I think happens. This is what I think the final playoff picture. Titans, one. Chiefs, two. Cincinnati, three. Buffalo, four. New England, five. Indianapolis, six. Chargers, seven. Packers, one. Rams, two. Bucks, three. Cowboys, four. Cardinals, five. Eagles, six. New Orleans, Saints, seven. Let's go to the AFC. What an, a weird oh, – here's, here's my favorite scenario I looked into. So if the Jaguars win and the Chargers win and the Steelers win, the Steelers are in the playoffs unless there's a tie – which would put the Raiders and the Chargers in and leave the Steelers out. So let's reset back to what I think. For Baltimore to get in, they have to win. Jacksonville has to win. And the Dolphins have to beat the Patriots and the Raiders have to win. No, what? Uh, um, what? What was the... F- what? Interesting. Interesting. I'm sorry. The Patriots have to beat the Dolphins and the Raiders have to win for them to get in. That is what it is. Okay. This is how the Ravens get in. They have to win. Jacksonville has to win. Patriots have to win and Raiders have to win. So the Ravens have an uphill battle. I think those are all the realistic scenarios, like the only possible scenarios. So that's my final playoff picture. Already went over it. So we see the final playoff picture. We've seen it. Now let's get into what I'm going to do is I've been doing the top five MVP candidates. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do the top five, my top three for each award, starting off with the coach of the year coming in at number three, maybe a little biased. I'm going Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni took a 4-11-1 team that was less talented than last year with a first, a first, really his first year playing, uh, starting at quarterback with Jalen Hurts and brought them to the playoffs, the first year of a rebuild. That is something, that's just something that does not happen that often. So I think he has to, he gets his hat thrown in there. At number two, I have Bill Belichick. What he's doing with a rookie quarterback and just this Patriots team in general is a Bill Belichick thing. And it's awesome. But I think the fact this is a Bill Belichick thing kind of hurts him in a way. I think he's definitely up there. But I think Mike Vrabel is the coach of the year. This Titans team has been depleted, completely depleted. Injuries, injuries, injuries from Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, 
offensive linemen, their defense, and they are still in a position, they're still going to more than likely end up with the number one seed in the AFC. That is something that you got to give credit for. You have to give him an, the award for that. Mike Vrabel is my coach of the year. My defensive rookie of the year. I'm literally, there's no, it's Micah Parsons. I'm not even going to give up the other. Javon Holland and AJ Terrell, they, they, I will mention them because they deserve to be mentioned because AJ Terrell and Javon Holland have a great seasons, but it's not even close. Michael Parsons is an absolute animal all over the place in coverage, uh, pass rushing, uh, run stopping. He's just been a beast. He's been all over the field. Michael Parsons is your defensive rookie of the year. No question. Offensive rookie of the year. And number three, I got Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle has been a monster. He's going to end up setting the rookie catch record. I believe rookie catch record. Yes. He's been a beast. He's, I mean, he's helped. He's a major reason on why the Dolphins went on a seven, eight or a seven game win streak and almost got them in the playoffs. It was a lot to do with Jalen Waddle. I think, but I think the other two guys did something more spectacular. Number two is Mac Jones. Mac Jones basically got this Patriots team to tie for the division title, got them to the playoffs, a team that was not a playoff team last year. And yeah, a lot of that had to do with Bill Belichick in the system, but it's worth mentioning. Mac Jones has been an animal this year. He's been a beast. He's played very, very well. He's played very efficient. I'll say, I, I should say that he has not made a ton of mistakes. Number one. And I honestly didn't have him at number one until this week. Jamar chase. Do we even need to talk about it? 283 yards. What? 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 I mean, he's been Joe Burrow's favorite target. Their connection's been amazing. And I think it's a lot, also has a lot to do with Joe Burrow, but I think he had a lot to do with Joe Burrow's success this year. Speaking of Joe Burrow, let's talk about the award he's in contention for, the comeback player of the year. At number three, I have Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott came back after, after a very gruesome ankle injury and now has the Cowboys sitting at a division title and a contender to win the NFC, uh, to win the conference, to go to the Super Bowl. Do I think they will? Absolutely not. But I think it's worth mentioning that he has played phenomenal this year. He did have a few lumps throughout the season, a few struggle, a few uh, times where he struggled. Only thing is also everybody said it was no, there was no question he was going to win. There was no doubt. And I said Joe Burrow was going to win it. And Joe Burrow's not even, and Dak Prescott's not even my number two because that's Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa came back again and has led this San Francisco defense to the verge of the playoffs. He's been an absolute unit on the uh, off the edge. He's been virtually unstoppable. I think he's top five in the league in sacks. I know he's up there for tackles, but Nick Bosa has has been just unstoppable. Run defense, off uh, pass blitz, all of it. Pass rush. Sorry, I'm trying to look up something and talk. Yeah, he's number. He's tied. With 15 sacks, number three. He's just been a straight beast. You have to give him credit. At number one, Joe Burrow. Listen, he just put on probably the two best passing performances of the season the last two weeks. He, he's just been – he's thrown dime after dime, money ball after money ball. Anybody other than Joe Burrow would be – it would be a sham. It would be a shame. You got to give it to Joe Burrow. So we got comeback player of the year. Let's go to defensive or offensive player of the year. Number three, I got Debo Samuel. Debo has been a beast as a running back and a receiver, but he hasn't been the best at either. 
that's only that's why he's at three. But it's worth he does he is a top three candidate for it. He's got to be mentioned at number two. And I wish we could do a co-offensive player of the year. I'm going Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor put up probably the most dominant performance of the season this year when he against Buffalo. He's been a beast running the ball. He just the way that guy finds holes is insane. The only thing is he struggled. He's had a few games this year. It's like, dude, what's going on? So I'm I'm not I can't put him ahead of number one, who's Cooper Cup, who is gonna who's gonna break the a lot of records this year. He's been probably maybe one of the best receiving seasons we have ever seen. I and he has now become over hated. He was people are hating on him so much because he plays in the slot and he's and he's all scheme. Dude, the scheme is designed to make you play well. That's the whole freaking point of a scheme. Why are we bashing a guy? Because the scheme, because he's a scheme fit. I never understood that. I've never liked that argument. He runs the routes he's told. He runs them extremely well. He's an amazing route runner. He re, he knows he can read defenses on the run. It's awesome. He's your offensive player of the year. And defensive player of the year. I'm going to go starting at number three. I have, ooh, who do I have at number three? This is interesting for me. I'm going to go Miles Garrett. I want to put Trayvon Diggs at three, but Trayvon Diggs also has the most yards on his head. Although he does have the interceptions, which I respect. I do respect Trayvon Diggs. I know a lot of people like, oh, he's like, it's either a touchdown or an interception. Not really. And I'm okay with that because an interception is so valuable stealing a possession. He's done that 12 times this year. He's gained 12 possessions for his team. And we're not going to, and we're going to sit there and bash him because like, no, I 100% think Trayvon Diggs is up there, but I'm going to go number three, Miles Garrett. Most of the season, he was my number one. He was, he was a beast for most of the season. He struggled down the stretch. I think there's two guys that passed him. And number two is your defensive rookie of the year, Mike Parsons. I think any other season, Mike Parsons might win defensive player of the year. The way he plays just all around, just every, he's all over the field. He's all over the field. But we can't ignore who, who number one is. And that's TJ Watt. He was, you very well could have given it to him last year, but you didn't. But TJ Watt also, he's going to break, he very well could break the sack record this week, missing four games. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's a it's longer season. He played a shorter season. He played 14 games this year. Or, no, it's going to have been 13 games this year, and he might break the sack record. Unbelievable. That is unheard of. TJ Watt is your clear-cut defensive player of the year. It's not even a question. Time to go to my favorite award the most valuable player there it's there's a two it's a two-man race it's a two-man race i'm gonna go to my top five just because we've done top five all year at number five i'm gonna go jonathan taylor or no i'm sorry sorry mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, not jonathan taylor number five i'm gonna go justin herbert i love justin herbert i think justin herbert is a top three top three top maybe four quarterback in the league he the play's never dead with him. I've some of the throws he's made, and especially in that Kansas City game a few weeks ago, are phenomenal. Like there was one where he was getting pulled down and he threw it, and it was a dime. It was an absolutely on the target, no issue, perfect throw. I think he does get hurt because he does have a brand new head coach a little bit, but he's number five. And number four, I have Jonathan Taylor. Like I said, Jonathan Taylor, he's been up there all year, but it's a lot easier for a running back than a receiver to win MVP, but Jonathan Taylor just some of the, sometimes with him, 
I just feel he just has, has had a few games this year. It's like, what's going on? Like, where's your big plays? Like, what's so he's kind of slid down a bit, but he's still he's still still up there. Number three, I have Joe Brizzy, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, like I said, has been an absolute beast this year. And I know a lot of people hate on Joe Burrow heading into the season that he had a weak arm. He was going to get hurt again. He shut them all up. He was not a big play guy last year. And all he has done is make big play after big play after big play. It's continued now that he's got receivers. He's got a decent offensive line. The coaching staff has gotten better. I'm going to go um, Joe Burrow at number three. Number two, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been top two this entire – top two or three this entire season. It's just – I mean, I've talked about Tom Brady so much this year. It's just you can't ignore Aaron, what Aaron Rodgers has done. You take him out the Packers, they're not in the position they are. That is the biggest thing for me is Aaron Rodgers has basically willed the Packers to where they are. And I know a lot of people want to hate on Aaron Rodgers because of him being a jerk or whatever. Like that reporter from Chicago said, I don't care. He's the most valuable player in the NFL. It's not even close. It's not even close. So there's one more piece of business I would like to touch on this with this episode. And that is the national championship game, Alabama and Georgia. I'm very excited for it. I got Alabama winning. I think Alabama, I listen, I just think coach, coaching better, offense better, defense is the only thing Georgia's better than, but I think Alabama showed that they, can, that they can rip through that defense, and I think they'll do it again. It was a huge bounce-back game, though, for Georgia against um, a team like Michigan. They bounced back very well. Um, I, oh, yeah, one more thing I want to talk about. Everyone bashing um, – Cincinnati, this is why you shouldn't have put a group of five team in. You're an idiot. You're moronic. Let's look at what, let's look at some of this. All right, Cincinnati. Well, oh, no, no, no. We're going to look at this. Oh, we're going to look at this. Let's look at the first year of the college football playoff. Final score between Oregon and Florida State was 59 to 20. Alabama lost to Ohio State 42 35. Okay. Let's look at the national championship that year. Or no, you know, we won't even. We'll look at 2015-16 playoffs. Clemson beat Oklahoma 37-17. Alabama, 38-0 over Michigan State. Let's look at the third year. Alabama to Washington, 24-7. Clemson to Ohio State, 31-0. Oklahoma to Georgia the very next year. That was the best game we've ever seen in the playoff, double overtime. Alabama to Clemson. Number one Clemson, the defending national champions, 24 to 6. I believe that's the exact same score. Let me check real quick. No. Okay. Alabama won 27 to 6 against Cincinnati. Almost the exact same score. Let's look at 2018-19. Clemson, Georgia, 31-3, I believe. 30 to 3. 45-34 Alabama over Oklahoma. LSU Oklahoma. I remember this one. 63-28. Ohio State Clemson. That was a really good game. I do remember that. Last year, Alabama Notre Dame. 31-14. Ohio State Clemson, 49-28. 
They're all blowouts. There's blowout after blowout after blowout. Cincinnati was not the only one. Cincinnati held their ground better than that Washington team, Michigan State, Clemson last year, Clemson the year against Alabama. They have held their ground more than a lot of teams that have played. I was impressed with the way they played. They were in that game for two and a half to almost three quarters. Simple as that. That, that, If anything, that's a plus. We saw a plus, a good thing for a group of five teams. And if you hold that against them, you're moronic and you clearly just want it. It's all about the money. End of rant. End of rant. Thank you guys for watching episode 19 of the Sports Raid. Hope you guys enjoyed last week of the NFL season. We got playoff content coming out next week. I'm excited. Go Birds. Have a great day.